Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, today we're going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit versus the gifts of the Spirit. Or is it even a versus situation? It could be an and, not an or. <gasps> what? Not black and white? Yeah, so why are we talking about this today? It's important. I think sometimes it people focus on one or the other. We get wrapped up in, yeah, focusing on one or the other, either the fruits or the gift, that that is the be-all, end-all of the Spirit's work in our lives. It's true. And we could probably um, make really broad generalizations because, I mean, there's a reason we make broad generalizations. They don't apply to individuals necessarily, but you could chop the church down the middle. There's those who only talk about the fruit of the Spirit and say the supernatural gifts of the Spirit aren't for today. And then sometimes people go to the far other extreme where it's like all about the supernatural gifts of the Spirit and they completely and totally just overlook, don't pay attention to or whatever. The, the fruit of the Spirit. So we're talking about it because we think it really matters. Mm -hmm. And so before we go any further, I think it's actually really important that people know what we're talking about when we right. say fruits and gifts of the Spirit. Okay, so A, Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. The Godhead Holy Spirit was given to the church when Jesus left the earth so that every single one of us could have, who call on the name of Jesus, could have the Spirit of God inside of us. And the Spirit of God brings multiple things wherever he shows up. So if we give him space to move, there is a good possibility we're going to have gifts of the Spirit showing up and fruit of the Spirit showing up. But we get to pick. We've been given the capacity to quench the Spirit or to, as Scripture says, be filled with the Spirit. So we're making space for the Spirit to move in our lives. So how about you summarize the, the fruit to start the with? Fruits. Well, as soon as it goes to Fruits of the Spirit, I have the song in my head that I learned Sunday as a little girl, but I will try not to sing it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. These are like really socially acceptable things. Mm -hmm. Those are good things. These like help it. community. They bring harmony. Yeah. You can even have these things if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you, if you pick. Mm -hmm. Right? Like there is a capacity in humans to pick behavior. That looks like all of these things. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed that some days you don't have much capacity to pick these things? Oh, for sure. Yep. That to me is the difference between my own efforts to demonstrate these qualities and the presence of the Holy Spirit, like making space for Holy Spirit to show up. So my classic time is end of the workday. I am hungry. I come home. Everybody's like, what's for dinner? And here's the 29 things that happened today. And I'm supposed to make dinner and also deal with the backlog of 29 things that happened in my day. Mm -hmm. So Amy, classic moment when I may not demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit if I am not leaning on the power of the Spirit to help me do this. For that patience and self-control and love and gentleness. So even our best efforts, we can't always do this on our own. No. And some of these, joy, we can't force ourselves into joy. Yeah, we has, can't force our being into peace. Yeah. Have you seen plastic pretend joy? Yeah. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's yucky. But there really is a source of mm. all this fruit and it comes from leaning into Jesus and saying, okay, Jesus, actually like a confessional moment. I'll go, Jesus, I don't have what it takes right now to be patient or kind or have any genuine joy. I'm hungry and I'm tired. Like I'm a human being, right? Mm -hmm. But if I react out of my humanity and impatience and frustration and actually complaining would be a thing that I would go to in my own strength at that time because I have no strength. And that's actually going to, well, everything's contagious in a way, right? Mm. So if I unload that on my family at the end of the day, and I'm the mom who establishes an atmosphere in the house, it's going to be gross. 
Mm-hmm. So what do I do? You know, it's like confessional. Jesus, I don't have what it takes right now, but I really, really, really want your presence, your spirit to define this time. And I need your strength. So help me to have joy and peace. And something about that confession and that taking a deep breath, I need you, Jesus, can actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. So let me be really clear. I don't look all shiny <laughs> and super Christian necessarily, whatever that might look to people. I'm not wearing a cape, but there can be a quietness and a stillness that comes into my soul in the middle of everything that is actually going to make a difference to everybody around me. Mm-hmm. And these fruits of the Spirit are really action words. Mm-hmm. I think for me growing up and just hearing love, joy, peace, peace, all the, the list over and over mm-hmm. again. It just became really easy to make it just words and feelings without action. And I love how the Passion Translation talks about this list because they put action. What does joy actually do? What does peace actually do? Can you read it? I would love to. So Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. So when I see the list written like that, it really talks about, to me, these things in action. Yeah. Not just feelings that are just inside that are like, uh... scripture talks in several places about different gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's places where it talks about having a gift of giving, a gift of helps or service, a gift of administration, even um, gifts of teaching. And then there's the gift the list of the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are um, words of wisdom and words of knowledge, gift of faith, healing, uh, miracles, prophecy, discernment of spirit, speaking in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And so these are supernatural gifts of the spirit, ones that only come by his power. There's obviously no way for a human to um, create a genuine miracle, right? That is going to be a function of the power and presence of God showing up. And that's kind of how I actually think of these things, uh, Amy, is, is two different aspects of God. The gifts demonstrate the power of God, and the fruit demonstrates the nature of God. Mm. And so if we have a lot of one and not the other, we're not really representing God, which is is actually kind of a tricky statement. Mm, It's true. We're just kind of picking one facet. Yeah. So if you're all about um, demonstrating the supernatural gifts of the Spirit, because for you, that's all fun and flashy, but you're not showing up with love and you're not showing up with patience for people, it's actually not a good demonstration of who Mm. God is. And, you know, if you're showing up with love and patience and kindness, but no power of God demonstrated on the earth, people are going to experience something good, but they're not going to be helped in a way that Mm. the world needs help. They're going to experience a kind and loving, but powerless God. Yeah. And frankly, that gets really old when you hit crisis seasons in your life. We Mm -hmm. need both the power and the character of God represented in his children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jesus in his own red letters said both of these things need to be present in our life. The Great Commission, the way Mark recorded it, he says, you know, go and share the gospel. It's at the very end of Mark chapter 16. He says, go and share the gospel. And he says, believe and be baptized. And these signs will follow those who believe. They'll speak in other languages. They'll cast out demons. They'll heal the sick. So Jesus himself said, power would show up where believers are. And he also said so clearly in John 13 that the world will know 
you're my disciples if you love each other. So Jesus himself said, please show up with both of these mm-hmm. things. Where do you think the um, the struggle or that tension comes in of, right, we're we're kind of taught to eagerly desire the fruits of the Spirit. Like we want to make sure we show love, joy, peace, all that stuff, and to go after that. But yet with the gifts, it seems to me that there's been a lot of things of like, no, we don't want to seek the experiences. No, we got to see the face of God, not the hands of God. When actually the Bible says we're to eagerly desire the gifts. That's right. So where do you think that tension lies? Interesting theology, hey? So we, some parts of the church teach that the Holy Spirit stopped manifesting in these supernatural ways when the New Testament was done being written. But the fruits, he still manifests in the fruits. So, that... it, so it goes. Okay. This would not be my belief, though. Yeah. I'll just may as well say, call that out really clearly. If, if listeners have not figured that out yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? The reason I'm really passionate about this, Amy, and teaching it and talking about it is because if we don't do it well, we're not helping. Mm. If we don't. And it's not that any of us can show up perfectly. I'm certainly not sitting here as though... I have got this all figured out. I just know that we need both to be demonstrated in the body of Christ. So, and I've seen both extremes and I don't know why. I think the fruit of the spirit is socially acceptable. Mm. And it's also something we can manufacture on our own strength. This whole thing of the supernatural gifts of the spirit, we got to rely on God in ways that are going to take us out of our comfort zone. In order to show up with any of the supernatural gifts manifesting in my life, I have got to lean onto God and, and know his voice. I have to be confessional and get rid of sin and crap and shame and pride in order for him to function at all through me that way. So it actually takes my Christianity to a really, really raw place. And fruits of the spirit can kind of be faked they or out of our own strength mm-hmm. where we can't get a word of knowledge. By trying really hard. By trying really hard. <laughs> It's I mean, not unless me. we're lying about it, but whatever, that's a whole nother. That is a whole nother story. Yeah, and you know what? Part. We're not even going there because no. we have no credibility for that. Yeah. Like, people know, people know the difference. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Amy, this whole thing of, I call it walking off in the holy wild. It's mm-hmm. just like, man, if I receive a word of knowledge. So if people want a good example of this, they could go back and listen to your, your story, mm-hmm. the Amy story podcast, where every time I prayed for you, I had a picture of you at like nine years old, grade three was my impression. So that was a word of knowledge from God. God knew there was a key mm-hmm. in your life that year. And for me to share that with you, I had to get over pride and take a risk. There's a lot of risk involved in, in this Um, moving in the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. But that's also why we need the fruit of the Holy Spirit with it, right? If I'm going to share this word of knowledge with you, I need to do it with kindness. Not an upper-handed, strong way, but like a gentle, humble way. Hey, Amy, I get this picture, and I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's from God or not, but I just want you to share it with you to consider it. People who do this like gross, abusive, top-down, thus saith the Lord, to me, you're not demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit at all. It becomes spiritual abuse. And I'm sure some of my listeners probably have had that experience. I have. I hate it. Mm-hmm. We need both together. Yeah, yeah. we really do. Mm-hmm. And another example, I mean, I'm focusing on the supernatural gifts of the Spirit. But there are many gifts of the Spirit listed in other places. Gifts that God gives us. And one of them is uh, a gift of administration. Mm. So when I was a kid and I would show up and my sister would call it bossy, I would say, oh no, it's just my gift of administration. But if that gift is functioning without patience, it's actually not bringing good fruit. Yeah. So either one of them without the other lacks something. 
the fruit without the supernatural gifts doesn't demonstrate the power of God. But if you show up all power and no love, it also can be really abusive. So either one without the other is lacking an essential part of an aspect of who God is. Mm -hmm. And any one of the gifts that God has given us, we can actually show up because God gives us gifts. We can actually show up functioning in those gifts in the dark side. That's Mm -hmm. what I call them, the shadow side, the dark side. So, you know, someone with a high gift of discernment, a dark side of that would be like judgment and pride and condemnation. And so we have to constantly stay before God and say, Lord, cleanse me of this. And actually recognizing those things is really, really helpful. Hey, there's a dark side of this. There's lots of information out there. Maybe we can do a podcast on it a different day, but there is a dark side to some of the gifts Mm. or all of them really. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we need to stay humble before the Lord and always say, cleanse me of this. And awareness really helps me. Once I've seen those lists of this is what the dark side looks like, I'm like, oh, yeah, and I don't want to show up that way. I want to show up full of love. And the fruits of the Spirit help with the dark sides. Exactly. They're the opposite of the dark side, but we just don't recognize it for what it is because I never think I'm being a jerk on purpose, Mm -hmm. right? I need the Holy Spirit again to bring conviction and to bring cleansing and then to bring the the hope and the joy that comes through the manifestation of the gifts and the fruit together. You know, maybe some of our listeners are listening to this and recognizing, man, I'm a little out of balance. Mm-hmm. I've been really focused on the fruits or really focused on the gifts. What are some things or things to think about that would create a space for or for creating some more balance or opening up to the possibility of these mm-hmm. two things working in tandem? I mean, first thing always is go to scripture. Don't believe a thing I've said. <laughs> Read the scripture and be curious. Read the book of Acts and pay attention to the, the stories that demonstrate both. They're, they both show up in the stories. I, I really believe the book of Acts is in the Bible so that we can know what the church is supposed to look like after Jesus returned to heaven. How are, how are you know, what does it look like for the church to show up on the earth? So, I mean, that's a good place to start. The other thing is, is, I mean, being confessional before the Lord and saying, Lord, would you speak to me about this? Am I out of balance one way or the other? And and wait for him to speak because he he actually really likes us and he's not trying to hinder us from any of this. He wants us to. So he will. And it might come in uncomfortable ways because let's mm-hmm. face it. I mean, do you like conviction? No. <laughs> but it's not condemnation, yeah. right? Conviction brings restoration and truth and hope to me. It's really uncomfortable. I don't like it, but I know that I can deal with it and move on. Condemnation is just heavy and yucky and makes me want to hide in my room forever Mm -hmm. and never show up on earth. Mm -hmm. And that's not God's good plan for us. And the next thing I would do, Amy, is maybe unexpected. I don't know. But I would ask Jesus, have I made judgments about other people? If I've made judgments about other people, and the truth is, is probably every one of our listeners has seen some of these things in gross ways. So it's natural in our humanity that we're going to make some judgments about it. I do not want those supernatural gifts of the Spirit because those guys are flakes and they're weird and they made me super uncomfortable. Well, you actually might need to forgive them Mm -hmm. and release them to God and say, God, they're your business. But I want to show up full of your strength, your power, and your nature. So will you teach me how to walk in this in a good way? Mm-hmm. That was something I actually had to do. Okay. Um, a couple years ago now, I think me and you, we were talking about prophecy. And, and all of a sudden I remembered that at our church for a while, there was this um, person that I have no doubt was highly prophetic, um, but came with all the glitz around it. Prophet, so-and-so. It just... Right into me. I never went to him because I was like, you know what? He, I don't 
what he, how he's operating and some of the things he's telling people and just the, the air of look at me, I'm a prophet mm. feeling. Nope. Kind of gross. That was just like, I am staying away. I yeah. don't like this. If that's what it means to be prophetic. Ugh. Doesn't feel safe. It doesn't it feel safe. Doesn't feel like love. Right. And in brief interactions I had with this person, he was just very cold and uninterested feeling, right? In just normal life. Yeah. And he may or may not have been, but that's how you experienced that's how I, it. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. how I experienced And so it was like, really, I had to forgive him. Go through, forgive him, forgive my church for placing him in such a position of authority. Okay. And just, yeah, forgive and release from judgments. And also just, yeah, repent of the judgments I've made around things that I don't know whether they were accurate or not, but I was seeing it through the judgment and condemnation and I will not go there because it looks like this. And so that experience would actually completely and totally block you from experiencing receiving prophecy for someone else. And being, yeah, being in a place that I'm open and willing to hear without just being like, nope. I am not listening to you if you are saying, right, if there's key phrases that you are going to say, yep. I'm going to be like, mm, bye-bye. Yeah. Maybe someday we should do a whole podcast on prophecy. We now should. a million ideas we about it. So our listeners can yeah. wait in expectation and curiosity. So it's the, I guess there's two points, right, of the judgment, but also recognizing that maybe you've had people that have just opted operated poorly in the gifts towards you that it's not just recognizing the judgments you've made but actually forgiving them yeah because it's actually not okay it is not okay with god that we don't treat each other well that's the reality and the reality is there's going to be two things happening in every encounter that person showing up in their humanity with a mixture of stuff going on and us with our own story where things are going to land and that at the end of the day we have to release people and know that you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. They're doing the best they knew how, but it might not have been the way God wanted it to show up. Then turn to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus, would you teach me about this? And would you bring people in my path that are living and demonstrating this well? Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing like being in a community of people who are imperfect still, of course, right? But they're, they're living aware of both fruit and spirit, uh, fruit and gifts, sorry. And when they're living aware of that and they're being courageous and trying to step out in faith and they're living in a community where there's feedback. Oh, there's another good podcast to listen to feedback. Mm -hmm. You're going to experience something that's really powerful and exciting. I love being part of a community like that. There's a safe place to grow and try to learn. You're going to get feedback that keeps you safe, actually keeps you from becoming one of those weirdos that gets the business card printed out. Profit, Mm -hmm. profit, Amy. No way. That's disgusting but um, a place to really experience what God has for us in a safe place to learn and grow and practice. We've talked about how, what happens if there's been some hesitancy around the gifts? What does that look like? But what happens if we're the other way Mm. where we are gung ho about the gifts and we are all in and we are eagerly desiring, but we actually haven't taken the time as of late or placed importance on the manifestation of the fruit in our lives. Okay. Oh yeah. That's such a good question. Well, again, conviction, Jesus bring conviction to my life. I heard somebody say the other day, um, this, I, I am this way because God has really gifted me this way. And I was like, what are you talking about? That is such a cop out for the absence of the fruit of the spirit. Yes. God has gifted you to be a discerning problem solver. That's true. It's so true. This person is obviously super gifted that way. It's so cool. But sometimes it's really hard for people to receive because of the dark side. So there's Mm -hmm. a lack of patience and gentleness and kindness. 
And so again, it just comes down to repentance. God, forgive me for being this way. I acknowledge that I have not had patience, kindness, Mm -hmm. grace, and confession just clears the path for God to move in our lives. And so spirit, fill me. Spirit, come. Either one. It's spirit, come and fill me. We got to move the crap out so there's room for him to fill us. And then spirit, come and fill me so that I can manifest the fullness of your life in a way that people that's fruitful and productive. So no matter which way you lean, the answer is Jesus. Yeah, confession, repentance, and Holy Spirit come. And as you live in that posture, you will indeed unquestionably go further up and further in.